Okay, seriously, this is my dream. It is my dream. Dream come true. I need to go get my water. And I'm like feeding my dorm. This is the best thing ever. I love being a dorm parent. This is the best thing ever. I love having cards. I love going upstairs to go to my rooms. And I love knowing that there's people that live like a room away from me. I just love everything to do with this, right? I still remember one of the first times I got to do a dorm thing. And I remember that it was just so lovely. It was like freedom. It was fun. It was happiness. It was more freedom, more happiness. And, and I just thought, I can't wait to be a dorm parent because it's going to be the best. And I have a lot of things like that in my life. Like I experience something and then I just get an excited feeling like I just can't wait till I can be the one to offer this to someone else. And then I think, yes, it's like, it's like it goes full circle for me. So then I get to be like, it's the best thing ever. I love it. And I get to be like, oh, you know what? I am so happy to do things like that. Like when I love something so much and then I get to be the one to not only like be the one that gets to do it, but I also get to be the one to then offer it to someone else so they get the blessing of having their turn. I don't know. There's something so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful about that concept. Maybe because it just makes me feel complete. It's like when I experience a good thing, I will get 50% of the full love and joy of that experience because I'm experiencing it for the first time and I'm getting to have my experience, but it's only a 50% experience. In order for me to have like a hundred percent experience, that's when I get to turn around and share right? And bring someone else along or share something with someone else or teach something or offer that opportunity for someone else to get to do. And it's gone full circle this time. Like, so I started off getting to go to like, you know, beautiful youth camp type of things like EFY when I was little. That was like, you know, I got to one year, I think someone else paid for me or something. The second year, I just like saved up for it. And third year paid for it kind of thing too. And then and then finally, then I'm like, oh, I get to be a youth counselor too. So then I did that. And then I did it for another camp. And then, um, and then somewhere along the lines, I got married. And then it was like, oh, I still want to do that. So then I'd like bring my babies along to be able to like be a youth counselor thing. And then um, I'm just doing an audio journal thing. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I love this but I'm probably not going to be able to do it for a while. So for like a good 10 years, I haven't been able to do this. But now, it's like now is the time. Because I have a three-year-old and my oldest is 12. And it's like, it's like starting to get into that phase where I can do all of these things that are just like so much fun that are a little bit trickier to do when I'm nursing and diapering and like, you know, taking care of all the, the mom lifeguard kind of things. So it's just so fun. It is so much fun to be around like 25 girls that are like 12 and up and just like, it's, I just love that energy. Maybe because when I was like 12 to 15-ish, which is kind of the age range of these people, I had a hoot 
I think that was some of the best years of my life. Yes, it was a struggle because it was puberty time and all of this kind of drama and, and cattiness and, and not knowing how to not be a bully and all of these kinds of things. But then there was that other side of me that was like, oh, but you know what? I somehow have, have cracked the code of knowing how to have a whole lot of fun. And so it's like all day long, I'd be laughing with my friends about the randomest things all day long. And it was just this constant like energy of laughter and bubbling and laughter again. And it was like dying of laughter moments. Those were some of the moments I remember the most of being like 12 to 14 ish. It was like someone would say something or do something or say, suggest another thing. And you would just find yourself on the floor dying, laughing because you could not control or contain the happiness and joy of that random thing and why it's so funny you have no idea so I just remember those moments so well and it's really fun for me to see it offered to young people in a kind of a contained environment where they not only get those opportunities but are also kept in this space where they can where their examples and the people that are around them have strong values, you know, like strong moral character and strong desires to help and love and assist and support them, not just on their like earthly mortal journey to like just help them have a good mortal experience, but like help them to have like a good eternal experience kind of thing. And so I just kind of feel like that is such a beautiful combo that I just feel so grateful that somebody along the line decided to invent you know, good moral character type of youth camp type of things, right? Like, like there's so many of them out there and I'm just so grateful for every single one because I'm sure there's one for every kind of person and, and it's such a healing space. It's just such a healing space. Like, I just remember when I was going through my experience, every single day I would wake up and I would just open my eyes and think, oh, I can't believe I'm here. Oh, I'm so excited. And like, oh, like, I can't wait. I wonder what I'm going to learn today because I learned so much yesterday and it was just so jam-packed with such a concentrated opportunity for me to grow in such a short amount of time, but it was just all the right um, pieces and parts of the puzzle. So that made me just so happy just to realize, like, I'm here right now, like, 10 years later and, like, I got me and I have like my own daughter here. Like, what is that? When did I get a daughter? Like, what? So I'm just so happy that I'm not just like helping and supporting like all these other families to have a great experience, but like I'm helping my own family too, all at the same time. And we're, and like I'm bringing one of my family members here to get absorbed in this beautiful environment that I'm serving in. And it's like, I don't have to be right beside her for her to be served and loved. Like other people are encircling and doing that. And I'm like, this is cool. Since when could this be a thing? And just to even think of the potential of like my next child and the next one and the next one and the next one getting to have those kinds of experiences. And I'm like, that's really cool. I could do that. I could do that all day long. Like, and then it makes me excited, right? Because sometimes, you know, have a baby. And I, seriously, I love having babies. I love being pregnant. I actually do. 
I think is the most awesome thing ever. I love giving birth because it makes me feel like an Amazon woman. And I think I'm like amazing when I do that. And, but then, (laughs) but then there's this little person (laughs) that wants you all the time. And it's like, and then I'm like, okay, okay. I can do the first, like, like I can do the first four years, pretty much no problem because I love the baby to four-year-old face. It's like, it's like magic world. It's like, you just get to chase them around and play tag with them all day long. And they're just so happy. Like they're just this like overwhelmingly happy state. Right. But then like from like four and up, they like get all these, their own opinions and things. And like, and they like say no to things and they like, you know, become their own person. And I know psychologically, intellectually, that is what's supposed to happen. That is a beautiful aspect of them developing and growing. But then there's that other side of me that I'm like, I liked it when you didn't talk, right? Because <laughs> then you were nice to me. <laughs> or I at least didn't know when you weren't being nice to me. <laughs> anyways, So anyways, it's like moments like these that I'm having at the youth camp make that birth and the, you know, the raising these little people, like, I don't know, it gives me perspective to feel like it's going to be okay. Yes, there's going to be moments where they hate me and they, they think that I stink and they, they're totally opposed to everything that I think and do and everything. But then there's those other moments where it's like, I get it. You know, like I know they're not, if they were the person that they're going to become 10 or 20 years from now, looking back, I'm sure they'll be embarrassed of themselves, right? I don't really need to do much to correct or do anything there right? They're going to go through their own process of, you know, like feeling sorry at some point, right? And then being like, oh, well, that wasn't the best. Like, I know I went through that. Like, I was such a little brat for like so many years, right? And then it wasn't until like I became part of the parent society. And then I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, no. I can't believe I did that to my parents, right? And so anyways, as I was saying, sometimes it becomes daunting to be like, oh, I'm in on this gig. Like every time I have a child, it's like, I'm in on this gig for the next 20 years. That's a long time to be like committed to something that is like so important. Right. But then there's that other side of me that's like, but this isn't all about how hard it's going to be. Like, it's almost like how naive I felt when I was pregnant for the first time. I still remember feeling like, every single picture that was taken of me that first year that I was pregnant was like me having this like fake smile kind of experience. And I was like, "Ah, I'm having a baby. When inside I was like, I have no idea what's happening. My body is changing every five minutes and it's so terrible, right? Um, Like this is just totally off the walls, something that I didn't expect, but I'm grateful that I can have a new life experience, right? Like just finding the gratitude anyways. But then, you know, after having the baby and after like, you know, getting through like the first six months of having this baby, it's like the next six months after that, it was like, it was like the magic zone. Like, and I say magic, not because I actually believe in magic, but when I say magic, I mean like, it's like the blessing zone. It's like that zone where you have like an eternal lens on and you're just like, are you kidding me? Like, I am the one that gets to see this child laugh and smile and have all of their little moments of growing 
for like the next 20 years, like especially in these tiny two years that I just have them and nobody else spends any time with them except for me, basically, right? And there's something there that is just absolutely tender and precious that I feel so honored to do. You know, I have these five kids and I've gotten to do that for all of these five kids. And like, I just feel so grateful that I somehow had the faith to start this journey, somehow had the faith to keep going. And, and I love noticing those moments where I'm so naive about how good it could potentially be. You know, it's like I have this cynical side that's like, oh, no, 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 that's not going to be as good as I think. Or, oh, no, 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 there's all these other things that's going to make it so hard, right? Like, that's kind of what I was raised with in some ways. Like, a lot of the women people that I remember, they, you know, they'd kind of be a little opposed. Be like, why are you having another baby? You know, like, it's babies are a lot of work. And inside, I'd just be like, I'd almost feel like a little teenager and be like, I know, right? <laughs> like, I, there's sometimes you do things not because it's easy, right? You do it because it's yours, it's your turn to do it, right? Like, if you don't do it, there's nobody else that's going to be able to produce this child that will come that is just absolutely perfect because they are a combination of me and my husband and both of our family histories. And there's nobody else that's going to be born that will be able to have the desire to do their family history for both mom, mine and my husband's side and those kinds of things, right? Like there are so many things that are like encompassed in this, this journey of one, having faith to have children, two, having faith to like keep them alive, three, like wanting to strengthen our ceiling as a family and like all of these things, right? And I just feel like over time, it's actually become this thing for me where I'm like, I honestly believe every person is absolutely blessed when they have a baby in their life, right? Like, and so I kind of had that mentality for a while. I was like, I don't think I ever not want to have a baby. I want to have a baby at least every two years, right? And so I always have a baby. Like, why would anybody in their right mind that loves babies and children create a life for themselves where they wouldn't have babies anymore, right? Like that makes no sense to me. And so I just kind of was on this little bandwagon of like, I'm going to have a million children and that's going to be fine because it's amazing, right? Like, or, and then it was like, okay, maybe I'll have 15. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll have seven. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, maybe, yeah, I'm at five, right? (laughs) And that's good. We're good. And but it's a beautiful thing too, because on this side of it, I have to have faith to not have babies anymore. Some people need to have faith to have more babies. I need to have faith to not have more babies because there's a side of me that's like, but what, what will I do when I don't have this little person in my life constantly that reminds me of the most beautiful things that Heavenly Father's created? Like, I love following around babies and watching them find little ants and little flowers and tell me everything in their baby language that they love and all of these things. Like, like why would you not want to have that kind of relationship with a baby? Because you can't have that with other people's babies. It's a little bit different. You know, sometimes, a lot of the time, they make strange. Even if they get to know you a little bit, you're still just like this play person for them. And sure, they tell you this thing or that, but it's like, 
but but a mother a mother gets all of the love you know all of the love they pour into this child they get it back as much and tenfold and i don't know how to explain it it's not easy math because it is just it's universe math right it's like eternal math it's like it just is a part of this whole um process of of having faith it's like faith math you know and so anyways I started off this little podcast thing because I was like ah I'm just so excited about being a door parent this is the best thing ever um and then it just kind of morphed into like my journey of you know the first time I was a dorm parent um and then becoming a mom like for the last 12 years right and then now being back to doing this dorm parent thing and like the contrast right of who I was before I was a mom and a dorm parent and then now being a dorm parent having my mom tool belt under me and it's like a totally different thing but it's a good thing right it's like I still remember when I was like 18 or something and I was trying to figure out what my career was going to be. I was like, oh, am I going to be like a doctor or a lawyer or all of these like, you know, high end, you know, businesswoman kind of things. Right. And for some reason, I kept laying back on being like, well, I just want to be something that I know is going to be the most important thing that I could ever be. Right. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then it just always came back. Well, I just I want to be a mom. Because <laughs> I could go across the seas and go help people have water, or I could go and go on this adventure and help them build a house and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, what am I doing sweeping someone else's porch when I could be sweeping my own porch and creating my own society, right? And having so much more influence because I get to help them from the get-go, right? From when they're they're taking their first breaths, right? And like you have so much more influence to be able to help people be raised and and develop good habits and all of these things from when they're little as opposed to helping correct a society that that has really gone awry and and trying to work against the grain in some ways there like yes it's still worth the effort to help yes it's absolutely important to help people have water and shelter and things like that but i think for me it's been so I have such a strong testimony now, right, of being this person that chose motherhood, right? And because I, I, it kept coming back to me. It's like, if I was going to get a degree in anything, I'd want my degree in motherhood. And I'd want my master's in motherhood and my doctorate in motherhood, right? And now it's been 12 years. And I have all those things, right? If I was going to say four years is a degree, another four years is like a math or two years is a master's and then a doctorate, like, it's pretty cool. You know, in two years, I might have like two degrees and two masters and two doctorates, right? And I just feel so grateful, you know, for the different people in my life that were in my life around that very formative stage when I was really deciding. Because there's certain times in our lives when, we, when a decision we make will really make all the difference for our trajectory of what direction we're going, who our friends are. Like, because seriously, I have the best friends ever. Who wouldn't want to be friends with a bunch of moms, right? Okay, so when I was little, you know, you have friends with people, but you never know when they're going to stab you in the back. Yeah, right. But then when you become a mom, it's like 
it's really cool to watch and find other mom people. And they are some of the best friends ever, especially the ones that have, you know, deep, deep values of like what they want to be doing as a mom and what their values are and what they're doing for the next 10, 20 generational years, right? So it's been so much fun to be surrounded with this circle of like some of the best human beings on earth. One, the people that are in my home and two, the people in my community that I'm surrounded by that we get to like somehow have our kids play together and we talk and we discuss about like important things and we're just like, we're like building our universe one little hug and smooch at a time, right? And then it gets to the point where, you know, I go on a break from like doing the mom mode stuff. And I'm like, you know, maybe at like a girl's night or like some other place where I'm just not surrounded by my immediate family members because sometimes I need that break, right? Because it's a lot. It's a lot to feel like you're always needed by younger people. It's a lot to know that you are a person for somebody else and with somebody else to be their spouse and to be this, this person for them. And then they're your person too and, and to have this synergistic thing. So then you take a break sometimes and I take these breaks and then I sit there for like a good 15 minutes, like taking the break. But then after a while, it's just like, okay, but seriously, why would I want to be in a room with people that I I can't hug and smooch like anytime? Like why, why what is this break for? Right? Like, so yeah, like I'll go on break sometimes, but then I have to come back and be like, okay, but I need to be around my people that I can hug and smooch (laughs) because... I love hugging and smooching. (laughs) And so, anyways, I feel so grateful. I feel so grateful to have gone to be, like, a youth camp person at one point in my life. To then also become a youth darn parent person. And then to have wanted to become a mother before I even, like, had a husband or whatever. Or found the right person. And especially that I wanted to become a mother, even when I knew in my heart... In my heart of hearts, I was like, seriously, I'm never going to marry someone in this life because every single person that I meet is so not my like cup of tea, right? Like I would not want to marry anybody that I've ever met, right? So if that's my experience in the last, I don't know how many years that I've been meeting different people that I could potentially marry, right? Like anyways, I kind of cut my off, myself off pretty soon because I was like 19, right? And then, lo and behold, like, only, like, six months later, then he comes into my life, right? And then it's like, oh, maybe I will marry in this life, right? And so I just feel, I just feel so smitten. I feel so smitten that I met him. I got to have my children. I got to become a homeschool mom because that was the other thing. First, I had the goal. I was like, I want to be a mom. And then after that year of, like, getting homeschool friends that were like 18 and up, I was like, who in the world are you? Like, what? I feel like I was gypped in my youthhood because now I'm meeting you and I realize that you not only have your spirit, you have the intellect, you have the social, you have the physical, like you have a whole person ability to do life, right? Whereas I felt like my public school experience and growing up in the city, different things like that, it really made it so, yes, maybe I had some social going on. Yes, maybe I had some spiritual. But, like, I know that the whole public system system makes you think that you're 
becoming so educated because you spend like six to nine to ten hours studying and doing assignments and things like Monday to Friday, right? But their system is such a way that they're not really going deep, right? They're going so surface level that like it's almost like I wasted time being in public school for like my first 12 years of my life, right? Like, yes, I learned some solid things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise because yes, my parents were not ready to be homeschooled parents. So absolutely, I definitely got something that was helpful, right? I got to, you know, learn a language. I got to become bilingual. I got to like learn how to somehow get better at math and things like that. But like at the end of the day, I was like, but I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. I'm not going to put myself into a system that's like me following someone else's agenda of what they think I need to learn, especially when I haven't selected them as a mentor for myself and been like, this is my goal. And I know this mentor will be able to help me with that. You know, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to choose somebody that I know for sure is a person I want to become like, because like it, it was a little bit ago that I kind of got this sense of like, oh, you know what? Yes, it's important to have people to like be my examples and be like people to follow and stuff because it's good to like find these people that I want to be my leaders and stuff, right? But then there's that other side where it's like, but you know what? I kind of have a sense that I need to be really choosy and selective about the people I choose to be my leaders, my authors that I read, my anybody that influences me, right? And so over time I had to realize, I'm like, who do I wanna become, right? In 10, 20, 30 years, what kind of person do I wanna be like, right? And at the end of the day, I wanna be this like rock star granny, you know? I wanna be this like grandma camp lady. I basically wanna be like a Diane Jepsen, come on, right? Like that level, right? Like you like, you just, I just want to be this person that's had all of this life experience. And then is suddenly like, you know what? It's everybody else's turn now. Everybody else gets to have their turn. And I'm going to take all of my life experience and be a blessing to all of those that are younger than me that I can reach and be a blessing to. I'm just going to do it. Right. And so those are the kind of people that I want to be my mentors, right? And I'm just so excited to be on this journey to feel like we got this. I'm going to keep praying to Heavenly Father that I can keep finding those people in my life and, and, and keep doing this because this is so worthwhile. And I just, I love that I can do a little podcast like this because seriously, I remember there was different seasons in my life where I was like, I don't think I'm going to be alive tomorrow. You know, like I am suffering so much. My heart is broken. My mind is not well. And I just don't think I can do this anymore, right? But then I'd have different angels in my life that would just be right at the right moment, at the right time. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I can do one more day. I can do one more week. I can do one more month. And then it gets to the point where I don't even have to wonder if I'm going to be alive the next day. And you just know that you are excited to be alive because you're so grateful for so many things that you can notice now because you've developed this happiness skill almost like this perpetual happiness like lifestyle right that is like that is something that you use your agency to purposefully craft for yourself and everybody around you and so it's like you're not as entangled in in satan's 
perspective of what he thinks that he can make you think or feel or believe, right? You're not misinformed or disinformed. You're like totally connected with the right source of light and truth. And you are totally in full access to that light and that happiness and the plan of happiness and the joy that's there.